I'm James Ingram, and welcome to Make My Logo Bigger, where we speak with creatives in the ad business. Today is an exciting installment of Make My Logo Bigger. Here at Jive, we absolutely love working with tourist destinations to help them demonstrate their beauty and amenities, so it's been our pleasure working with our next guest over the years to do exactly that. He brings with him over 40 years of experience in resort hotel operations, real estate development, ski and golf operations management, and destination marketing. Our friend Kevin Toth. Kevin is joining us over Zoom today and currently sits as president of Fox Harbor Resorts, a stunning resort where one can experience world-class golf, exquisite dining, luxurious spa, and exciting outdoor adventures, as well as intimate and expansive spaces for meetings, weddings, and celebrations. How are you doing? Good, how are you? I know you and I have touched on this a bit, but in your own words, can you tell us a bit about your professional journey to this point? Because I know it's pretty extensive. Yeah, it's um, been like 40 years, I guess, um, that I've been at that. So I, I've really, you know, so finished school, I really don't, didn't do anything but hospitality and the tourism business. You know, I was fortunate enough to be with the Fairmont or Canadian Pacific Fairmont hotels for about 17, 18 years. And, um, so did you start there? To, like as a, as a younger man, did you start there? Was that your first, like, when did you know that no. this is what you wanted to do? You, you got the bug. Oh yeah. It was in my first year. I actually started under, as an underage bus boy yeah. in, in the Holiday Inn in London, Ontario. And, uh, yeah, I sort of thought that was pretty cool. And I, I worked in a disco, so I'm showing my age Yeah, and uh, did that you know, when I was in high school and uh, was fortunate enough, I actually moved from there and got a full-time job and I actually became the food and beverage controller. I think I was probably, I don't know, maybe 19, maybe even younger than that. I was food and beverage controller for the hotel. And that general manager moved to Toronto and he he brought me over and it was uh, this what was called the Skyline Hotel in Toronto Airport yeah. uh, Strip. Big, big hotel. And I did food and beverage project management. I ended up running one of their bigger uh, nightclubs. He ended up, and then I sort of followed him. He ended up uh, being president of uh, Sandman Hotels out in BC and Alberta. I did some, you know, I, I go to property to property all through BC and Alberta and um, do food and beverage projects. Sometimes I take over for GMs um, while they are on vacation. Yeah. And I was in Kelowna and uh, I was asked to be the G- GM of that hotel. And my wife, Deanna, and I, well, we weren't even married back then. We ended up getting married in Kelowna. And then during Expo 86, they asked me to be the GM of their largest property, which was right beside the Expo grounds, right beside BC Place now. So um, you had a lot of responsibility at a young age, eh? Yeah. Yeah. Thinking back, um, like those are big, those are big jobs for someone that's 19, yeah. 20, 21. Yeah. And then I, I moved over and then I came to, we came to Halifax. We drove across the country yeah. and I joined Sheraton, which is now the Marriott. Yes. At the, Harborfront did that for about a year and a half, and the, uh, the vice president of operations for Sheridan joined Canadian Pacific Hotels and asked me to join CP. So what was called the Chateau Halifax, now the Halifax Hotel. Yeah, and I joined that, and then I joined a 
I enjoyed a great career with with Fairmont. I was, we were able to travel cross country. We went from Halifax to uh, uh, Edmonton. I opened the Hotel McDonald um, and then Chateau for five years. Back to the Mac for a year, then Jazz Park Lodge and uh, for five years, six years, and then Shadow Whistler for four years. Wow! And so part of that journey was. You know, besides the operational aspect was a lot of development. You know, Hotel McDonald was my first really, really big. Uh, we reopened that and that was back then a $30 million project. So yeah, God so. knows what it'd be worth now. And I really liked doing the renovation side of it, capital improvement, mm-hmm. development. And uh, we, uh, Deanna and I um, purchased a uh, resort on the Sunshine Coast when I left Fairmont. Right. And did a you know substantial amount of development. Our partners, um, we did a real estate development beside or right up the road from the resort, built these cool 10 house suites overlooking the ocean. And, and, uh, then I joined Skyline Hotels and Resorts in Ontario, in Toronto, as the uh, president, chief operating officer, and um, we did a lot of we did a lot of work. We had two large resorts um, that we built a number of, extended the hotel operations, converted a lot of the the assets um, to value them up, and uh, that was exciting. And then I had an opportunity to join Ron Joyce and Stephen Joyce, and uh, you know came looked at Fox Harbor and I said, boy, this is a really great opportunity to, yeah. to develop something. And, uh, you know, through Ron's vision and subsequently Steven's vision, we've been going hard at it at Fox Harbor and, uh, and it's been a very, this is our eighth year, I think. Yeah. And it's been just super, it's been really exciting. Lots yeah, it's of projects a, and uh, yeah, it's incredible what you got going on. So, with regard to Fox Harbor, it's it's uh, just for people that wouldn't know, it's an exquisite resort on the Northumberland coast. Um, can you kind of like a little bit of background on on how this all came about? How he had the vision for this, and Ron Joyce, that is. I'll try the best I can. So, Mr. Joyce bought the resort. He was actually developing the Tim Hortons camp in Tatamagoosh. Right. And learned about the land, bought the land relatively quickly, didn't do that much with it for a few years, and then started developing it with the intent of basically doing the golf course. And, you know, Mr. Joyce had passion for jets. And so, you know, put the runway in. And then subsequently with Steven, they started developing, you know, the guest suite and the spa and the sporting lodge and, Hmm. you know, the various amenities um, and, you know, put a residential component in it. And, uh, you know, it opened in 2000, you know, probably between 2000 and 2005, a lot of the uh, residential, uh, the townhouses were built during that time and the, and the sporting lodge, you know, it was, um, you know, for sure a passion play. Mr. Joyce always wanted to give back to the local communities. He was born and raised in, in Tatamagoosh. Um, back then, you know, the North Shore was certainly not as economically fortunate as it is today. Yeah. Um, you know, there's high unemployment here and, uh, you know, created created some great jobs and career opportunities for the in the local communities. And when I joined, I was sort of tasked to, to grow the, you know, continue the vision uh, that Mr. Joyce had and expand the footprint from the hospitality side and the and the residential and the membership side. So that's what we've really been been focused on. And Mr. Joyce 
passed away three years ago and Stephen has taken over as as the uh, CEO and him and I work daily on figuring yeah. out how to grow it and uh, I think Ron would be execute. proud of what you've done there in the in those three years since he's passed it's a big growth thank you so uh, I mean just kind of it, it sounds to me as we're talking and you're, you're talking about your past it's almost as if you were training for this job uh, all <laughs> yeah. the way up to it be, be, well you kind of you, you know you touched on a bunch of things that you've taken on at Fox Harbor right? The real estate development, the growth there. Yeah. 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 So that um, all help. I mean, yeah. it must have come into it with a great deal of confidence that you could, that you could execute on this because of your experience, right? Yeah. I think, you know, if I've got any skills, it's probably understanding how to merge development with what the guests, with, with the guest experience and not diminish the guest experience, which is super important to me. So, you know, when we're developing something, how do we minimize the impact of construction and, and disruption and, and make sure that the guest experience stays at that, you know, five, five star, star level. And that, that sort of takes the dual minded approach on various projects. And, and, and I really enjoy that, you know, and I enjoy the opportunity to, you know, work with my, my resort team and also work with uh, our development team to help the resort grow. It's pretty exciting. And on that note, as a, as a golfer, I'm pretty excited about this. And we noticed it when we were there last. You're expanding the golf course, right? We are. We're, uh, it's a big undertaking. We, start, we started construction uh, at the end of this season and um, on the east side of the property. And uh, Doug Carrick and Tom McBroom are the golf architects. Wow, they're you know, awesome. Canada's two preeminent golf designers and have laid out an amazing nine hole track that you know it's going to be more link style of a, of a course and you know takes advantage of of the the ocean side we've got four whole four of the nine that are right on the ocean and pretty well all all the the holes have views of the ocean and uh so when we're done that which we anticipate to be probably late summer 2024 yeah to be ready for play then we're going to go back and renovate the back nine and to match up the new uh, yeah. nine to make a an ocean course right so we'll, ultimately we'll have 27 holes and, yeah and we've got plans already baked for another nine but we probably won't bring those other the next nine in for probably five to eight years i would say wow um as demand uh, continues to grow on the golf course but you know we felt that the new nine holes created um future development opportunities on the east side of the property it's got two gorgeous fishing ponds beautiful area um and uh, and again some great ocean views and um you know looking for the future we want to expand the the golf capacity for our members and our guests um and create something something uh pretty special in the uh the canadian golf landscape and resort landscape I imagine you're getting some notice already just for the fact that we that you're doing this is there any uh, anything else along with that that folks may not know about that's happening at fox harbor now well as you know james we yes. we um we opened up last summer the uh new joyce center um that we're super proud of um, it's beautiful building kevin it really is thank you and, and you created some beautiful shots for us it was as easy. well uh, yeah that building and uh 
really spectacular. And, uh, you know, it's, it was centered around, again, taking, creating a spot where we can do events and weddings and functions and, and special occasions. It's got, a, I think, a very unique uh, ballroom in it yeah. um, and breakout rooms. I think it's very functional and um, no, has some out, uh, amazing outdoor spaces. Yeah, no expense um, was spared. And, I mean, it is really top yeah, shelf. Yeah. And I love the uh, location. You know, it's 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 really brilliant. The locations you're kind of you're into the resort, but you're just about you know you can go either way from there, right? Onward right. to the to the golf course and the clubhouse and the dining room, and then to the real estate end too. Yeah. So I mean, it's worked out. It's worked out really good. And, you know, bookings are uh, are quite solid this season, which we're excited about. Oh, that's great. As we introduce that new product this fall, we'll go into um, where our old ballroom was, and we're going to um, expand our Dola spot experience next winter we'll do a fair amount of renovation in what we call the spa building and really focus in on the wellness offerings that we have um, again for our members and residents and and guests I think that the wellness component on the on the resort side is going to be really important for our future and the residents and members uh, side because you know the the desire and the uh, attractiveness of wellness facilities seems to be be getting stronger on an annual basis. So we want to make sure that we have a world-class facility for that. And, you know, that besides the accolades we get from Dola's Spa, you know, that building's got that amazing anchor with the Junior Olympic Pool. Yeah. Which, yeah, I could count on my hand the number of resorts in North America that have a that high level of... No, a pool's spectacular. A pool. So, yeah. you know, we want to sort of take advantage of that as well. And, and, and it's... That, that building is so uniquely situated, surrounded yes. by those beautiful ponds, overlooks the ocean. I mean, mm. and now it's going to overlook the golf course. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's going to be... a a destination unto itself. Wonderful. Yeah, it's so great. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got, we're just launching um, a new townhouse project. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just putting the final touches and we hope within the next 30 days, we'll be able to share that with the public as well. So we've got a lot going on for sure. Incredible. Uh, the irony, um, it's never lost on me in life. You know, you the pandemic happens, um, but then that became the catalyst for your growth in a sense, right? Yeah, you know, I guess so. It, you know, the, um, and the heightened you know, migration, I mean, just it was so interesting. It was like all of a sudden people were coming here. We're in the middle of a pandemic and housing prices are taking off. Real estate's taking off. Yeah, it was really interesting, wasn't it? it I mean, was. it was. I, I wouldn't want to live through it again. No thanks. Um, no. Yeah, you know, it's obviously very disruptive, but it did. It did a couple things. You know, people look for their secondary vacation homes. Yeah. Um, closer in um, because they couldn't go. You know to Florida or, or to Arizona or, or to Europe. Um, so they, they looked at a closer in real estate opportunity. Um, and I think we were, we we're ready for that. I mean, we we're bringing on the Harvestone village, which we finished off near where we're that. And we sold that out and, uh, you know, our, our remaining home sites got sold out. Wow. You know, over during that time period. And then compounding that, we saw Nova Scotians and Atlantic Canadians that typically don't come to Fox Harbor right. experience Fox Harbor. Wow. And so that was that was that was great. You know, we were able to showcase the resort and uh and I think create some some new loyalties in the in the local market. Yeah. You know, you know, it's no hidden secret that for you know oh, quite a while. 
there was confusion in the marketplace about Fox Harbor. Um, that, you know, was it a private resort? Yeah. Was it a public resort? You know, so I, th- I think we've, it helped the brand and introduced the, the, the resort to, to our, our maritime, our Atlantic promises. So. Yeah. I mean, it, we, when the last time we were there was uh, early September or something, but it was busy. It was really busy. And, you know, not everybody is living there. So that tells me that there's a lot of people coming to visit, play the golf course to, to just experience the whole, everything you have there. Yeah. Well, you know, I think, I think the, the biggest asset that we got, I mean, we got the physical assets, but you know, just the most amazing team there. Yeah, um, really do. You know, they, they, they deserve all the credit and they're, you know, the, the anchor of that team is, is my local colleagues, um, you know, that live in the area, love the resort, do such an amazing job taking care of the resort and and helping it grow you know after the what was it fiona was fiona the last hurricane james yes it was um, I think, yeah you know the we got we got walloped yeah um, you did you know nobody got hurt or anything well, we were supposed we to got, come up and do some work for you and that all got yeah got postponed yeah, because of that that's right and we got walloped and uh i tell you it wasn't it was this saturday morning i think we have Friday night, Saturday, yeah. Sunday morning by eight o'clock in the morning, there was dozens of team members out, you know, picking up branches, cutting down trees. Without having to tell anybody anything. Yeah. You know, it's just like it was an army unto themselves and they absolutely, you know, we were just sort of trying to get our footing and they, they got right at it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we had that, we were closed down for, we didn't officially completely close down, but we closed down for five days. And, you know, there was a month's worth of work yeah. um, sitting there and uh, they, they did an amazing job. And that, that sort of demonstrated more than anything that I'd yes. seen that the commitment of the, of our team. Yeah. And, and uh, we feel that so, when we're there, when we're not with you, like Charlene and your other people, it's, they have a sense of ownership of that place that they don't, it's more than a job. You can feel it. They really, yeah. they really want to do the best job they can. Yeah, we're very lucky. You know, it's no secret that Fox Harbor is one one of the beautiful, most beautiful places in the province. But with regard to visual marketing, how important is that to you or that you've found over the years? Well, as you know, for me, it's super visual because I spend, I spend, um, I buy and I develop a, a fair amount of marketing materials. And I can tell you, I spend 90% of my time looking at the visual and 10% reading the copy. Wow. Maybe yeah. 10%. Yeah. I, it's just, and maybe that. That's me, but visual is super, super important. And, uh, you know, you, you read the copy if the, if the visual is attractive, you yes. don't read the, the copy first, right? It's, it just, it's just my mind human. that no. the way, way it looks like, you know, if the outside of your house looks great, then there's a good chance you got confidence that the inside of the house is going to be pretty cool as well. But yes. if the outside isn't, isn't there then. So, yeah, so visuals are super important. The mediums, you know, um, you know, I think, I think that we're getting much better on marketing and and uh, capitalizing on video. I'm excited about um, mostly for our property expanding our drone yeah. um, visuals. Yeah, I think we're getting better at it, but I still think that there's more and more. Yeah, uh, that we can do from from that angle. Last night, sorry, you don't can edit this out, but last night, Deanna and I. We're watching uh, visuals, super important. And equally important is as great as good visuals are, bad visuals are worse than bad copy, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, 
So on, when you, you guys set about a, a marketing strategy for the year or whatever, what you're going to do, things are moving pretty quickly right now, you know, with technology and the way things are done. How often do you reassess? Is it like every six months, every year, or you just set it and forget we- it? Weekly. Weekly. Interesting. Weekly. Wow. You know, I, I don't take marketing as a, you know, you used to do like, you know, we, we create a budget. You know, we create a budget and we, we create, here's the assets that we, and services and products that we want to, you know, just share and advertise. Yes. But the market, you got to pay attention to what the market's doing as well. That's right? right. And what the assets do, you know, so, you know, if your market, if your assets not coming into, uh, isn't, isn't market ready, then, you know, you got to adjust times or, you know, there's, there's sometimes there's markets that are going to shut down. So, you know, if there's air disruption or travel disruption, which we're still going through and lift disruption that I, and I was going to plan to spend a lot of money in the UK and all of a sudden there's no lift. Right, I got to, right. I got to readjust. Right. Yeah. So, um, we got to take a look at that on a, on a continuous basis. And we do, yeah. um, sometimes at the macro level, always at the micro level. Level. Um, you know, we we have an email blast that's coming out today and this morning at eight o'clock. We're we're still fine tuning it, right? Yeah, so, it's it's pretty dynamic. Yeah, now, James. We yeah, and that has. Gotta, I'm assuming that that's become even more dynamic in the last ten years. It just feels as a citizen. I just feel like every day I get up, I'm like, okay, what's going to have happened today on the planet? What what yeah, what political know, event or or natural disaster has happened that's going to affect my life in one way or the other? Yeah. You know, we um, and technology really ha- has helped that so much. Yes. You know, we we can communicate better. Yeah. You know, you, it's not like, you know, because we're 99, 90% digital, I'm not going to say 100% digital, but predominantly digital, we can change things on the fly. Um, yeah. And so you just have to be, and so can our competitors, right? So you have to be, you have to be nimble for sure. When you're communicating in your marketing, potential when you're marketing to potential residents and guests coming to Fox Harbor has that is that been consistent that messaging I mean you you're you're changing up your platforms and the way you do it but is has the messaging changed with regard to how you present Fox Harbor with the growth and no but it's it's hard it's still the same yeah place yeah yeah no and you know that's sort of the that's our guiding what do you call that what's the what's the guard the guiding star the our north star right yeah the vision of that Ron had was really about, you know, creating, you know, providing a luxurious experience, luxurious accommodations, luxurious golf in the surroundings of the tradition of maritime. So unpretentious, approachable, mm. um, friendly, you know, you can't, I've never tried to train out the friendliness and the, the warmth of our staff, you know, we don't want that. So, you know, we're not in downtown Manhattan, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and that's been the North star. And if I think if you even look at the, our accommodation pro, uh, product and, you know, the clubhouse and whatnot, there's always been the desire for it to be approachable and not afraid that you're going to break something. And yeah, you know, it's just, yeah, it, it needs to fit into that into Nova Scotia. Yes. Right. Otherwise so, it wouldn't work. It would be an anomaly. Right. We just, so what marketing strategies have you used that have gotten you the best results? You can, you, um, and how has that informed what you do now? Well, I mean, we're, we're, we're loyal to our, um, our members and we're loyal to our loyal guests first and foremost. So, you know, we spend, um, 
a lot of time making sure that our people that have stayed with us before yeah. are informed of what we're up to. Yeah. Um, and and that works probably the best. And then we leverage our assets uh, or our marketing dollars through you know tourism Nova Scotia destination Canada we, you know we have some strong relations with very high-end travel agencies through an organization called virtuoso right we have brand representation through preferred hotels and resorts James we sort of we take care of regional basically I'm gonna say GTA Montreal a bit of the Northeast US Fox Harbor's got that reach and we try to reach that market direct yeah uh and then we we partner with um other organizations and and brands like preferred to help us carry that message out because we're not a branded hotel we're a single own owned hotel so for us to reach into uk markets and you know our, our more international markets we we partner to to help us do that and and what what happens just back on the visual here's here's something that's super important is on that visual side of things you know all of a sudden now your resort is competing for eyeballs um, with you know resorts from around the world, destination resorts from around the world, and that's where visual is is paramount. You don't have a choice. You can't no. have a poor quality picture beside you know the you know a world class resort. Yeah. Right? yeah. So we got to compete. Yeah. And, um, and, and we try to, I mean, you guys are competing against places like Adair Manor in, in, in Ireland, you know, I mean, I, that's sure. just, they've had PGA All events there, the you know, so with yeah. regard to the re, you know, I'm just jumping around a little bit, but the refurbishing yeah. and the updating the, the golf courses is, is there hope of a, you know, a big tournament at some point, or is that even on the radar? Not, not of interest. I, I don't think so. Now, yeah. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Maybe things will change, but we've always been very, I mean, we do very few tournaments as is um, yes. because it's, disruptive to the guest play and is disruptive to our members pay and play and that's yeah that's what's really paramount with it and you know the, the places that do that they do that you know place like Augusta do it because of, of tradition and prestige and so, some other places do it to get brand recognition to grow their business and I don't see that as way I mean we do we do some high-end events but they're almost exclusively tied into charities right right so right and you're very loyal to your residents and your guests right yeah. they come first yeah we try we try to be they there are there are top priority yeah so I mean like you I've been doing this a long time and I I, I still I'm I'm blessed because I love my job I love what I do most days. Most of the time I get up and I'm like, I still want to do this. I really am still excited to do this. Is that the way you feel about this too? That you still yeah. get up in the morning and go, yeah, I can't wait to get into this again. This is great. It, it must be, right? It's got to be. I get up and get right at it. So yeah. I guess so. <laughs> but I, I, re I can remember being there and watching you and you are just going in a thousand directions. You know, people are asking you questions, you're making decisions on the fly. Things are moving very quickly, right? Especially with all that building and all the, all the things that are going on there. Yeah, it's uh, quite exciting. Yeah. It's quite exciting for sure. Yeah. And I'm quite passionate about it. Yeah. So you're never thinking, oh, I might wish I would have done another career or anything like that. No. No, no not at all. No, me neither. Yeah. So what happens in the next five or 10 years in Fox Harbor? Could, do you have a, do you have a five, 10 year plan for how that's, what's going to look like? You know, the, the golf course is a, is a massive undertaking rounding out the 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 wellness offering is is a big goal for us yeah De continuing to develop the the leadership team 
uh, at Fox, um, taking care of succession. So we always have, you know, continuity and in the best leadership group that we could possibly have is is super important. You know, finish off the the residential component of it. You know, the the residential side is never going to be. Um, you know, we've got a a vision to keep it. We have the ability to build that resort out yeah. to a lot of, of houses, but Stephen doesn't want that. And I wholeheartedly agree. We want to keep a lot of open spaces. We want to don't don't want to make it this huge high density resort. Yeah. Um, it's not designed for that. That yeah. was never Mr. Joyce's vision. It's not Stephen's vision. Or the only way you can keep that personalized luxury experiences is is to not have thousands of people in the resort. So yeah. we still want to keep it right sized. Yes. Um, and you know, I think through having you know continuously improving on our service delivery, um, we're going to be able to provide better and better year-over-year experiences for both our resident members, our members, and and our guests. And you know, own the spot. Like we're not going to relinquish our position as you know Nova Scotia's or even Atlantic Canada's number one premier destination resort. That's that we're not going to relinquish that. And uh, so the things that we need to do, we're going to do to. To, to maintain that, right. that position. Yeah, that sounds like a very solid vision because you could very easily get carried away with, with building and then realize that you've built on all the land and that the original vision is gone. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 Stephen is uh is very committed. You know, the 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 exciting part is that you know Stephen, you know, he he developed the resort with with his father, you know, so he, he was involved in the ground up of that and knows, knows pretty well every nook and cranny yeah. of that resort. And, um, and so he's, he's got an equal passion for the resort. And so, you know, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of power and passion behind doing what's right and continuing Ron's vision and, and taking it to the next level. And that's, that's what I'm all about. Wow, that's why that's I'm great. That that's you guys, here. It's fantastic that you guys are united. I mean, it wouldn't work otherwise, right? Kevin, what advice do you have with regards to marketing a tourist destination? Just in general, if somebody was to ask you, what advice would you give somebody that was tasked with marketing a tourism destination? Well, you know, I sit on a couple marketing entities um, for Nova Scotia um, and quite highly involved. And, you know, like I said before, I think you got to be nimble. Um, you know, the world's a strange place, right? And it's it's getting more and more stranger. And I think you got to enhance technology as much as you possibly can without, you know, there's always, you know, don't get me wrong, the relationship, you know, the one-on-one relationships with, with, with people is, is super important. But when you're out there messaging and marketing, you know, markets open and close. You know, if you don't have the right lift coming into your destination for your target market, you got to be ready to, to switch gears really quickly. Yeah. So, it's great to do a marketing plan, uh, you know, and ex- execute it. But you know, always have those those escape valves and not right. be afraid to say, you know what, this this ain't working. We got to change it. Conditions change. Yeah. You know, the world changes, markets change, um, and and you just got to be you got to be nimble. And that that means probably that you know I spend a lot of time on marketing more than more than my team probably wants me to do. Because you got to be aware. I, I was I was online today doing some competitive analysis, you right. know, because our competitors change. Yeah. Right? So I want to 
understand that. And yeah. they could change overnight. They could change their marketing message and they do. Yeah. I changed my messaging overnight. I changed, you know, we have dynamic pricing and you know, so it's not like it it's not like it used to be. I remember, you know, even back in my Fairmont State, we would do a sales and marketing plan and you know, we'd do a quarterly review, but that was it. Wow. You know? Yeah. Um, it's not like that anymore. No. At least not how I do it. No, no I agree. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. And I think the, the biggest takeaway for me, for me with, with what you just said there is this, this ability to be not only to adapt, but to embrace that, that uh, change agent, you know, that that's going to, that that's going to be a constant that's going to come at you yeah. daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. And yeah. if you fight it, you know, it's just, you're going to lose. Yeah, for sure. I, we always ask this of guests. So what would your younger self tell yourself now? Do you have any advice for your younger self? I continue to struggle with this. So, you know, and, and it's not a struggle, but it's it's really, really about, about the team at the end of the day. And, you know, you take your eye off the team and all of a sudden it becomes a lonely island. Mm. Not all, all of a sudden. So, you know, d- never underestimate what, regardless of what, at least in the hotel and resort business, that, you know, th- your most important asset is is the people that you surround yourself with. And that is that takes 100% concentration. Yeah. Always. Yes, and it not, does. Obviously, you can't do that, but you know that's not realistic. But uh, you know, you underestimate that. Uh, I, so maybe the answer is is probably listening a bit better, yeah, or maybe even a lot better to the many voices out there. Mm. Um, you know, surround yourself with great people. That's couldn't that's, agree more. Really I mean, I, I think that's all of it, honestly. You know, if you're if you're doing the right thing and you've got the right team, you always like to say, I, I, I like to work with people that are more intelligent than I am, and that's not usually that difficult. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? I don't have that problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything else you'd like to tell us? Anything else about uh, Fox Harbor? Or no, it's good. This has been. I hope it's been helpful. I uh, very. I you know I, to back at you, James. You know, you're 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 by doing this podcast, you're you're figuring out a different way to market exactly and, yeah expose your product and your yeah. company and that's i applaud you for that yeah i mean i, I think change is a constant now like it just you have to yeah. embrace it and it's fun it's really exciting yeah. and fun because every day is like okay what's gonna happen today what's the rest of your day look like i've got I, it's been a busy friday i've got uh, three more calls yet so awesome that's great all right james thanks again kevin have a great weekend you too buddy bye for now Chris, bye peace out We really love hearing these stories from our creative community. So stay tuned as we will be inviting more folks to come and chat with us. This podcast has been brought to you by Jive Photographic Productions. From branding images to droning to podcasts, we are your one-stop shop for multimedia. Want to learn more? Check out jivephotographic.com. Until next time, keep it creative.